Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I am a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website, mainlyplants.com. Social media, at mainlyplants. You can get a hold of me through both those places, or you can email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. What else is there? Amazon shopping, mainlyplants.com. Sorry. Uh, Is it? what, what, What is it? It's amazon.com slash mainly plants. I'm going to double check that because for some reason I'm having a mini stroke. Um, and hold on one second. And cannot seem to remember what it is. It's mainly plants.com slash Amazon. I don't know why I couldn't remember that since last week and the last two years, but. I guess I need some more ginkgo in my diet or lion's mane mushroom. Um, Anyway, Amazon shopping. Mainlyplants.com slash Amazon takes you directly to Amazon. Um, It doesn't increase the price of anything. All it does is give me a little kickback so I can continue to keep the podcast for free. If you haven't gone and rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes, please take a second to do that. It really, really, really helps me out. Um, And you guys have been doing that, which is awesome. So I appreciate it. And finally... T-shirts. If you if you haven't seen them yet, and uh, haven't gotten any yet, uh, you at least want to go check out the styles because they are really cool. They're both men's and women's styles uh, in terms of fit, and there are like six or seven. I think there are actually eight, eight or nine different um, designs. So you can go to Amazon and simply type in mainly plants. Two words. And it'll pull up the first uh, like four or first six um, styles that I have. But if you actually click on one of the t-shirts, right to the right of the picture at the very top above where it says the name of the t-shirt, you'll see it says mainly plants in blue. And that'll take you to a page where it has all of my styles. So right now there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different um, designs. Uh, nine or ten different designs in both men's and women's styles. So go check them out. There's a myriad of colors. The color on the thumbnail is not the only color. There's a ton of different colors. Okay, so before we get into today's topic, which is aging, uh, we are going to talk really quickly about Passover and Easter. So happy Easter, happy Passover. I'm actually... um, by the time you hear this, I'll be in California doing the Passover thing. And this is going to be my first vegan Passover. Usually, I mean, usually my mom makes a couple of vegan dishes. But I've gotten my mom to be pretty much totally plant-based. And I've gotten my dad most of the way there. And my mom is actually making vegan versions of everything. So she's making vegan matzo ball soup and some roasted veggies, and um, a vegan uh, matzah farfel kugel, which is kind of like a casserole. It's kind of hard to explain if you're not Jewish. If, you, if I'm Jewish, or if you're Jewish, you know what I'm talking about. But there are a million different ways to make Passover vegan. You can make Passover or, um, vegan mock chopped liver. Um, it's super easy to do, like I said, the vegan matzo ball soup. All you have to do is go on to Google, type in vegan Passover foods. The first thing that pops up is the site uh, Veg Kitchen, and they have a ton of stuff. Likewise, 
if you are celebrating Easter and you want to know some good dishes for uh, to bring to Easter or to make for Easter. Oshi Glows, I'm sure you guys have heard of it, oshiglows.com, O-H-She-Glows.com. She has a ton of vegan Easter menu ideas for everything from salad sides to entrees and some you know treats and stuff. She has, I think, 23 different recipes up there right now. So again, it's oshiglows.com for the Passover stuff, vegkitchen.com for some uh, vegan Passover options. But my point being is that, you know, I grew up doing Passover where I would eat the matzo ball soup, which was chicken soup. Um, and I would have, you know, usually it was roasted chicken or and brisket. And God, what else was there? I know I'm missing something. Anyway, oh, uh, the, what is it? Gefilte fish. If you don't know what a gefilte fish is, it's like a mini meatloaf, but it's made out of fish. And... It's served in kind of a shallow bowl with some of the juice from it. It's kind of like a soup soup stock. And then you slather it with with horseradish on top and you eat it cold. I think it was cold. Was it cold? I think it was either cold or hot. Can't remember. But it sounds fucking disgusting. I grew up with it, so I used to love it. I think I loved it because I used to slather it with with uh, horseradish. And it was kind of like sweet. There was like carrots and stuff in there. Anyway. Point being, you don't have to eat that way anymore. We've evolved, we've progressed. And my my mom, her parents were both uh, Polish immigrants, uh, Holocaust war survivors. So, you know, they used to eat the traditional foods and I grew up eating the same way as well. But, like I said, we've evolved. And if, if my family can do it, anybody's family can do it. So there's really no excuse. And if your family is very dead set against it, you know, and you're for it, make, take the reins on one dish and make it super awesome. So they taste it and they're like, holy shit, this is vegan. I still love it. And we can make this. And then next year you can make two or three dishes. And then eventually you can make the whole thing uh, vegan and whole food plant-based. And it's really a progression, you know? You don't have to do it all in one fell swoop because people who aren't whole food plant-based, people who aren't vegan, get nervous about it and they get resistant. So if you can do one or two dishes to kind of, you know, uh, work them into eating that way, then that's the best way to do it. Um, lead by example, really. So let us talk about aging, okay? Everybody gets older. It can be depressing. I don't know. I am. Th- I'll be 34 in May, and I love my 30s. When I hit 30, I didn't have a you know breakdown like some people that I know who are super sad to be 30. I love my 30s. Uh, I have some gray hairs now in my both my hair and my beard. It doesn't really bother me at all. The first one when I was <laughs> it was like two weeks after I turned uh, 30. I was in the gym and I I have my dog. Not in the gym, but I have a dog, and he has lighter colored hair, and some of his hairs are white. So <clears throat> I was in the gym, and I looked in the mirror, and I saw one of his hairs in my beard. So I went to go pull it out, and I realized that it was attached. And I got all kind of like sweaty and nervous because it was my first gray hair. But now, I don't know, it doesn't really bother me a whole lot. But if we can slow the process of aging, why not do it, right? So. There was a six-year six year study done by the Center of Disease Control and Prevention. Um, 
and they found that three behaviors exerted enormous impact on mortality. Those behaviors are not currently smoking, consuming a healthier diet, and moderately exercising at least 21 minutes per day. Now, smoking is responsible for 90% of lung cancer cases and is a risk for coronary uh, heart, you know, heart disease, Alzheimer's, abdo abdominal aortic aneurysm, that's a hard one to say, uh, cataracts, and GERD, which is gastro, uh, gastroesophageal reflux disease. Not smoking is one of the uh, AHAs, which is the American Heart Association's simple seven healthy behaviors. Now, research has identified nine lifestyle habits, including not smoking, that collectively may be more effective than taking medicines. Um, for example, lifestyle can reduce cardiovascular disease by 90% compared to 20 to 30% reduced from pharmacological therapies. Yeah, smoking used to be the number one cause of death in the United States, but diet has bumped smoking to number two. Some unhealthy foods expose the body to the same dangers as smoking. Now, cigarette smoke contains nitro, nitro, yeah, nitrosamines, a class of powerful carcinogens. Now, one hot dog has as many of those as five cigarettes. And these carcinogens are also found in fresh, unprocessed meat. Consuming the amount of cholesterol found in a single egg per day appears to cut a woman's life short as much as smoking five cigarettes a day for 15 years. Let me... Let me restate that. Consuming the amount of cholesterol found in a single egg per day, one egg per day, does the same damage to a woman's lifespan as smoking five cigarettes a day for 15 years. Now, inhalation of cigarette smoke exposes humans to cadmium, which is a highly toxic metal that is linked to a variety of serious illness, including cancer. Seafood and organ meat have higher levels of cadmium than cigarette smoke. Now, smoking as well as high temperature cooking of meat, exposes the body to um, these carcinogenic amines. Eating a diet rich in animal proteins may make you four times more likely to die of cancer than someone with a low protein diet, which is a mortality risk factor uh, comparable to smoking. Now, dietary interventions, including increased fruit and vegetable intake and decreased meat intake, may counteract some of smoking's harmful effects on the body. A plant-based diet may help prevent chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which is also known as COPD. I'm sure you've heard, uh, seen commercials for this um, for medications. Um, and it can also slow its progression and improve lung function. function. <laughs> lung function. Uh, curcumin, found in turmeric, may decrease DNA mutations caused by smoking, but not to the level of non-smokers. Broccoli also had a similar effect. The significant health benefits of green tea can also help mitigate the risks of smoking. And smokers get cholesterol-lowering benefits from antioxidant-rich foods, which we'll talk about later, although not as much as non-smokers. Um, so, it, you know, smoking shortens your lifespan, but not just because of lung cancer, as you've seen me state, but also because of a ton of other cancers and uh, uh, cardiovascular disease that that smoking can can cause. Now you also heard me talk about moderately exercising at least 21 minutes a day. Now in addition to helping us enjoy a healthier body weight, exercise can also boost our immune system. Now studies have found that if we let kids run around for just six minutes, the levels of immune cells circulating in their blood may increase by nearly 50%. Um, at the other end of the life cycle, regular exercise may also help prevent age-related immune decline. 
which comes with aging. One study found that while elderly, sedentary women have a 50% chance of getting an upper respiratory illness during the fall season, those randomized to begin a half-hour-a-day walking program dropped their risk down to 20%. So went from 50% to 20%. Physical activity is also considered a promising uh, preventative measure against breast cancer, not only because it helps with weight control, but because exercise tends to lower circulating estrogen levels. Five hours a week of vigorous aerobic exercise may lower estrogen and progesterone levels um, by about 20%. And moderately intense activity may offer as much benefit as vigorous exercise. Walking an hour a day or more appears to be associated with significantly lower breast cancer risk. Now, you might be asking if exercise can halt cognitive decline. Well, researchers took a group of people with mild cognitive impairment, for example, those starting to forget things or regularly repeating themselves, and had them engage in uh, aerobic exercise for 45 to 60 minutes a day, four days a week for six months. So about an hour a day for a little more than half a week, for six months. The control group simply stretched um, for the same time periods. So no exercise, it's just stretching. Now researchers found that in the control group, which is the stretchers, cognitive function appeared to continue to decline. But the exercise group not only didn't get worse, they seemed to get better, answering more test questions correctly after six months, indicating that their memory had improved. Now indeed, aerobic exercise may actually reverse age-related shrinkage in the memory centers of the brain and help improve cerebral blood flow. It also helps improve memory performance and help preserve brain tissue. So this can actually help against things like Alzheimer's. Now, exercise may also help prevent and treat high blood pressure and improve our mood and quality of sleep. So, you know, people with one of the three behaviors, one of either not currently smoking, consuming a healthier diet, and moderately exercising at least 21 minutes a day, people with one of those three behaviors had a 40% lower risk of dying within that six-year period. Those with two of the three more than halved their chances of dying. And those with all three reduced their chances of dying in that time by 82%. A similar study measured how much vitamin C subjects had in their bloodstreams because vitamin C levels um, is considered a good biomarker of plant food intake. The drop in mortality risk among those with healthier habits was equivalent to being 14 years younger. It's, it's literally like turning back the clock 14 years just by eating and living healthier. So how else might we be able to slow aging? Well, the mitochondrial theory of aging suggests that free radical damage to our cells power source, which is the mitochondria, leads to a loss of cellular energy and function over time. According to the theory, the resulting cellular damage is what essentially causes aging. Aging and disease have been thought of as oxidation in the body. Um, oxidative stress is thought to be why we get wrinkles, why we lose some of our memory, and why our organ systems break down as we get older. Oxidative stress is kind of like rust. We are essentially rusting. Now, eating antioxidant-rich foods may slow down this uh, oxidant process. On average, Plant foods contain 64 times more antioxidants than animal foods. Now, including a variety of fruits, vegetable, herbs, and spices, each meal 
continuously floods our body with antioxidants to help ward off stroke and other related diseases. Now, some great antioxidant-rich foods that you might be wondering, um, berries. Berries are great. Strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, um, cranberries, they're all great. Cherries are really good. Dark chocolate, you want to get, obviously, um, dark chocolate with zero uh, um, dairy in it. But dark chocolate's great for you, so you can have your dessert and have some antioxidants. Nuts, such as pecans and walnuts. Dark leafy greens, like kale and spinach. Uh, cruciferous vegetables, like broccoli. Tomatoes are great. Plums, beets, kidney beans, Brussels sprouts. Um, goji berries. Goji berries are very high in antioxidants. And raisins, raspberries, stuff like that. So there's a ton of them out there. And a good rule of thumb, if you're not sure if something has a good antioxidant content in it, is well you could always use Google but also if you were to slice that that fruit or vegetable open and leave it sitting on the counter for an hour would it turn brown if it turns brown that's oxidization okay that's that's the air that's oxygen getting to it so you know you think of things like bananas apples and avocados, those all turn brown relatively fast when exposed to air. But if you cut open you know, a tomato or a plum or a strawberry and you leave it out for a while, it doesn't turn brown because it has a lot of antioxidants in it. So there's a little, a little uh, inside tip for you. Um, consuming fruits and veggies and not smoking has also been associated with longer protective telomeres. Now, telomeres are the caps on the tips of our chromosomes that keep DNA from unraveling. Um, if you kind of think of those um, plastic um, caps on your shoelaces. Now, each time our cells divide, a bit of that cap is lost. Telomeres can start shortening as soon as we're born. And when they're gone, they're gone for good. You don't get those back. Now, the food we eat can impact how fast we lose our telomeres. Now, consumption of refined grains and soda and meat and dairy and processed sugar has been shown to be linked to shortened telomeres, while fruit and vegetables and other antioxidant-rich plants, um, plant food intake has been associated with longer telomeres. So, if for no other reason, eat to live longer and eat to live longer healthy. I've mentioned it a million times. Americans are living longer, but more of those years are sick years. And what's really the point at that point? You know, why, why even do it at that point? So you want to live a long life, but you want to live a long, happy, healthy life so you're not miserable. So whole food plant-based diet will allow you to accomplish that. Before we get out of here this week, I also want to mention that I will be doing an upcoming giveaway. Uh, if you like Kite Hill products, um, you should get, be getting excited about that. Uh, there's a little teaser for you. If you don't know what Kite Hill is, um, go ahead and check them out, Google them. Uh, I've used their cream cheese. Again, it's not whole food plant-based. This is for your cheat meal stuff, but it's not terrible for you. And it's a much better alternative than dairy cream cheese, and it actually tastes really good. So get excited about the Kite Hill giveaway. I'll let you know when that's going on. Go ahead and rate, review the podcast. Go and get your t-shirts. If you have trouble finding a t-shirt or finding the t-shirt, 
um, section of Amazon, just shoot me a quick direct message on social media or just email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. I'll send you a direct link. Um, also, because they are Amazon Prime, uh, some countries don't get delivered to. If you are in a different country, if you're in Australia or Ireland or some of the other ones, and you, you don't have the option, just let me know. We'll work something out. I'll have it shipped to me, and then I'll ship it to you. It's not a problem. So with that being said, I hope you guys have a very happy Easter, happy Passover, and until next week, go eat a salad.